Hoffman, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Obviously, natural talent uh, for one. He's he can make every throw. He's got a quick release. There's um, he can you know make throws from different arm angles. He's a better athlete than people probably give him credit for. Uh, I think the the thing I was most proud of is that's not an easy transition coming into a new program when you uh, you've won a conference championship at at, at another school. Uh, you had a successful run as a starter. It didn't end the way you wanted to this year, and then all of a sudden you're. Uh, with a new team, you know, a month later, and uh, he came in and did a great job of just acclimating himself to our program, and and uh, uh, our players have really embraced him, and he's embraced our players in South Carolina, and, and really proud of the transition that he's made, and then the performance so far on the field through spring practice, also. Some good stuff there from Shane Beamer talking about Radler and how he's acclimated to the new program there, the new offense. Um, sounds like he he's fit in really good. Showed up, ready to work. I think the situation last year probably gave Spencer Radler uh, a little bit different perspective on – Sure, it humbled him a little bit. Yeah, just, just the approach in general and – now, um, instead of, and I'm not necessarily saying that he he played with some type of super entitled attitude. I know people said that. I didn't have enough interaction to really to really see any of that that take place. But I'm not going to say that it didn't. But I think after after last year and the way things unfolded. He's probably got a little bit different hunger about him uh, approaching this upcoming season with, with South Carolina. I I think this this move, this whole situation is probably going to end up being a really good good thing that happened to him. I hope so. That the offensive line at South Carolina might, might be a little shaky it's this gonna year. Be tough, it's tough. It's the only thing. I mean, he is a guy that he needs good. I'm like like every quarterback I know, but he he needs a good O line. He he needs someone. He needs a group that he can trust and keep him clean because he does not have the most explosive playmaking ability with his legs, as as we found out. Right. But all 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 the best to him in South Carolina for sure, no doubt. Yeah, I, I think he's um, I think he's athletic enough. You know, it's the interesting thing is he the bar was set ridiculously high for Spencer Rattler as far as athleticism at the quarterback position. I would say that he's probably he's probably better than average athleticism. The problem is he came after Kyler Murray, after uh Jalen Hurts, and I mean even Baker was and before yeah, and throw Baker in there and before Caleb Williams. So like the run of of athleticism at quarterback that OU has had was frankly second to none. I think he's I think he's probably still above your average athleticism at the at the quarterback position and but his real talent is his arm. Yeah, he may be above average um athletically. It just didn't look like it at times last year. His first year as a starter in 2020, I mean, I remember the Bedlam game was it the first touchdown of the game? 
where he had Trey yep. Sterling, pretty good defensive read. back from OSU, and he put him on skates real quick, real mm-hmm. quick. Just one-on-one open field, and Rattler juked him out big time and scored a touchdown. But I, I, it, we just saw a very timid and cautious, cautious runner last year. Well, I think – Like made you nervous when he took off. Well, a couple of times in 2020 when he took off, you know, he would make some good gains, and then he was always unsure on how to finish a run. Do I slide? Do I go get the first down or the touchdown? Like, what do I do here? Which always made for an awkward ending to runs, and he took some big shots because of that that were unnecessary. And I think that I think that made him a little bit skittish whenever he got out in the open field. Yeah. Uh, CBS has an article out today. By the way, let me get to this one text because uh, Peyton is so accurate on this. That uh, clip from was from today at the SEC spring meetings. Peyton says, can we all take a step back and realize the conference we're about to go to? They had a seating chart breakdown of where coaches were sitting. No other conference <laughs> would do that. It, it is wild. Like, yeah. ooh, Jimbo's flanked by some SEC officials, and Saban is at the far end of the table. They will not be in direct eyesight of each other. You've got to think, Bob, that the SEC set it up that way. Yeah, that's true, but in fairness, if – University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venables had some big multi-day blow-up with uh, Sarkeesian at Texas. I think the same thing would be going down at Big 12 meetings, right? Don't you? It would be really awkward if he was still there and like Joe Castiglione was sitting at the table. Who's the SEC head coach you definitely don't want to sit by? It's got to be Mike Leach, right? You would not hear anything that's going on. You want to pay attention. And yeah, yeah. he'd be like, well, he'd be be clearing his throat the entire time. Uh, uh, There I was. Found this beach bar (laughs) last night. (laughs) (laughs) He asked you if you like coconut shrimp or like what kind of shrimp you like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just a walking distraction. I mean, just appearance, everything is a distraction. That's who you don't want. Him or Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin's going to be on his phone the entire time, right? He's or either, checking out any females that are sitting at the table. Yeah, he's either going to be, like, looking at social media or playing a game, like, anything to occupy his mind other than, you know, listening and engaging. Yeah, uh, those would be the two. I, I would actually like to sit by Leach just to have the story of sitting by him. And, cause you know Surely he's going to get in trouble for talking too loud, yeah. right? And he's not a quiet talker either. So, you know, some people can, you know, chat during the thing and, you know, you, you won't be able to hear it. You know, this guy only has one speed and when it comes to Every question talking. he's going to ask is going to be preempted by a five-minute story about why he's asking the question, right? And, well, it may not even have anything to do with the question, but – I guess Jimbo Fisher's supposedly running the meeting. He's he's the chair of the meeting, right? So, oh, seriously? I think so. Oh my gosh! I, I think I think that's, that's why he was sitting where he was. And this is how you funnel all the money <laughs> to kids at NIL and then lie about it uh, live at a press conference. It's weird. Nick, Break take in. notes now. And no Texas state laws were broken. All right? It's funny, man. It's good stuff. I I'm I'm kind of anxious to see if we hear. I don't know that we'll we'll hear anything concrete on like the future scheduling or anything like that. I know it's going to be a discussion that's taking place, but anything real that comes out of it, I doubt we'll we'll hear much of that, but there'll be a lot of 
speculation and things that were discussed, but probably nothing really concrete. It is kind of fun to just know that you have to halfway pay attention to what's going on in Destin, Florida for the future of your football program. Doesn't that sound weird at the SEC spring meetings? Wow. Yeah, it is weird. And I, I don't know. The the 2023 thing is is fascinating, too. Like, I don't know where that comes from, if there's any merit to that. I would say right now my hunch is to say that there's not any merit to it, and it feels as if even I, I think OU is okay with waiting this thing sure. out. Sure, but it's incredibly brilliant, though, if you know they know that they're going in 2023 and to make everyone think that they're going to be in this conference long-term because if it was announced tomorrow that this is OU's last year in the Big 12 – I, we'd hear it'd be the overwhelming storyline. Well, oh, yeah. this is the last time they'll ever play Kansas State. By God, this is the last time they'll ever go to Ames, Iowa. And I don't think that that puts any more pressure on you as a football team. And we know that OU always has the target on them, but it feels like you know teams that are making their last run through a conference and going to greener pastures. There's a little bit more emphasis on trying to beat those guys in their last year in the league. You know what I mean? So no doubt. that could be a brilliant way to approach it is just to make everyone around here think they're, they're going to be here for three more years. The best way to announce it is to let the SEC announce it when they do their schedule release. Oh, that'd be so sweet. That's the best way to announce it. You don't say anything, nothing at all. And then because they do it like in March, don't they? And that when their schedule releases? Yeah, 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 that's right. March, when they release it. That's whenever you start talking about it, which, you know, it's uh, we're going to be on that schedule, you know, Georgia next year, which is that's going to be awesome. Going to be awesome. That's going to be a big uh, measuring stick game for OU. I think in what week two next year. I believe that's right. That's a, that's going to be a big one. Huge. Uh, CBS had a uh, article out today. Biggest challenge facing each coast or uh, each coach in their first season at a new Power Five school. Would you like it to take a guess as to what uh, Britt Bittable's uh, biggest challenge is going to be this year? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a few. Billy Napier, rebuilding the recruiting operation at Florida. Joey McGuire, rebranding the Red Raiders. Dan Lanning, preparing to be a head coach. Brian Kelly, managing expectations. What about Britt Venables? Uh, Brent Venables. It's not bad, actually. It's not a dumb one, like. Seems like every other story we read. Uh, I was going to say it's going to be something like restocking the shelves after transfer portal and graduation, something lame like that. But if you're telling me it's actually good, um, changing the culture. Instilling a defensive culture is what it is. There you go. The last three NFL drafts have proven once and for all that talent is not the main issue holding back OU's defense is how it leads off. Yeah. Wow. To turn things around, his cultural management will be key. Clemson boasted one of the most physical defensive units in the nation during his decade at the helm, which played a major role in the two national championship runs. Venables has been a leader of men during his 25 years as a college assistant, and his first coaching job should be no different. Yeah. I, you know, I think that that is, I think it's his biggest task. Well, for multiple reasons. Number one, because he wants it to be, and he believes that the culture is 
the absolute number one most critical factor. The football, that stuff takes care of itself. The talent, that stuff is important, yes, but if you don't have the proper culture, then a lot of those things aren't going to matter. So I, I agree with that 100%. I do. And I would say that his first six months on the job, he's done more to positively change the culture here than maybe anyone did over any amount of time period. Say for 1999? They, they had a ways to yeah. go in 1999. But I, I think, like, yeah, that that's kind of the level that we're talking about. But who knows if they even accomplished as much as he has in six months. I mean, they accomplished quite a bit in a short amount of time to go from where they were in 98 to winning a national championship in 2000. But that, that could be the level that we're talking about here. Right. And I don't, like, I think we could all see that. Like, what you're saying, I don't think anyone's like, wow. I think everyone's, I mean, if you're really paying attention to the situation, it's, yeah, I totally believe that. Right. Yeah. You can just kind of feel it more than anything. You can feel it. And I, I read a really good article. I think it was, I think it was Hooves that put it out. Um, and I guess they've, they already did this in spring and they're going to do it in the fall too. Did you see that players nominate professors to come spend a day at the facility. Wow. Yeah. Come they come up, they spend an entire day going through meetings, going through uh like position meetings, kind of just following the players around to see what, you know, out on the practice field, back into meetings afterwards, like to to get a full grasp of what the players are, you know, what is expected of them and and what all they have to go through and then during the season There'll be two professors that every game day that are with them, either on the road, fly everything with them, or I think even at home games, they do the like the full game day experience. I think they stay in the hotel, pregame meal. God, you know there's some stuff. of those professors right now saying, please, God, pick me. Please, <laughs> oh, I want to go to Lincoln so bad with the team. Please pick me. I just I think that is so smart on – a million different levels like to to try and bridge the gap there between the you know the sports side of the university and the academic side of the university which are always at least it seems like uh working against each other to some degree like one side feels the other isn't as important as they think they are you know what i'm saying sure. i think it's i think that's a brilliant idea he talks all the time, getting your degree is the number one thing. And I know some yep. people be like, ah, come on, Brent, winning football games is the most important thing. <laughs> but BV's point is, you know, if you take care of business there, if you do what you're supposed to do, then everything's going to fall into place for you. Right. you you'll win it. Just go do things the right way, maximize your time, do all that, and yeah, you'll get your degree, but you'll also win a lot of games. Yep. Um, yeah, so Brent Venables instilling a new defensive culture. Lincoln Riley is just – it just says winning. Like, after all the fanfare, just go out and win. All right. Billy Napier at Florida, rebuilding the recruiting operation. Joey McGuire at Tech, rebranding the Red Raiders. I think that that one's actually pretty good. Dan Lanning, preparing to be a head coach. Brian Kelly, uh, managing expectations. Brian Kelly is fascinating at LSU because it seems like the fit is – it's just a little bit odd at first. Now – They'll accept him with open arms if he starts to win at a high level pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. 
But if he doesn't, like, it's hard to win a national championship. And if he doesn't do that, what might, you know, fair or unfair, the narrative be around Brian Kelly because everyone will sit back and say, well, I mean, he didn't win one, but, God, Les Miles and Ed Ogeron were able to win a national championship at LSU. Like, he's got some incredible expectations to where, well, you can be kind of halfway an idiot and have terrible <laughs> clock management and still win a national championship at LSU. What's wrong with you? Why didn't you do it? Yeah, well, I think uh, I think the NIL, like LSU, you feel like it's one of those teams where the NIL stuff is really going to hurt. Um, like, in the meantime, and I, I, the reason being, obviously, without just being too harsh, is it's a little bit more of an equal playing field out there on the recruiting trail. Uh, there's no doubt for LSU than it was in the past. Right now, I'm not saying that they're not going to have a, a bunch of money to be able to go out and get NIL stuff. I think they will, but so is everyone else. Whenever it's all on the up and up, it's, it's a little bit different story. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's going to do well. I I really do. I think I think there'll be as, you know, the, it's been highs and lows for LSU. I don't know if he's ever going to win a national championship, but I think that like consistency for the first time to that program, that's that's what he's going to bring. Right. I yeah. think there'll be consist. You know, I I don't think there's going to be the peaks and valleys like there's been with the last what two head coaches that were that have been there. And it sounds like the powers that be at Louisiana state wanted a little bit more of a reputable type of culture instilled there. Um, you know, whether they're just saying that and that's the coach they had to land on. I don't know, but I guess that's well, one of their, their, that might parts. happen with their team. It's not going to happen with their fans. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on. Keep the text line coming. Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439. Cavens Construction bringing you our number two in studio on this Tuesday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We are The Rush. Brought to you by Pacifico. Cavens Constructions offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma and can help take the ease off of your staff by fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Give Cavens a call today, 405-573-3048, Tulsa, 918-282-7612, or CavensConstruction.com. To the Air Comfort Solutions text line we go. For Brent Venables, biggest thing he has to accomplish in year one is perfecting his brisket. <laughs> we were um, I the Champion Barbecue is coming up this week, and I was uh, polling the audience in Locked In. There are still a few people that were very upset that it's called the Champion Barbecue, but we also came up with some very uh, creative names during the show as well. I have oh, okay. I have no issue at all that it's still re- uh, referred to as the Champion Barbecue. That started under Bob. I mean, that wasn't just a Lincoln thing. Right. And the name is awesome, man. I, I don't I don't know why you would change it. You're yeah, still okay. I mean, it's not marketed. It's not Mule Shoe marketed. It's called Champ U. It damn sure isn't marketed towards him. It's right. marketed towards OU. Right. Yeah, I I don't have a I don't have a problem necessarily with them keeping the name. If that's if if it's a good event, it's worked well. 
Um, like the previous staff that stayed on likes it and wants to build on it. I got no problem with that. I would like to explore some of the better names for it, though. Yeah, I, I'll uh, go back through the text line, and there's some that I couldn't read. But, oh, I, I bet. Uh, are you involved with that in any capacity? No. The Champion Barbecue? No, I'll be at Disney World, oh, yeah, unfortunately. Right. Are any former players that yeah. aren't on staff involved in it? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have a bunch of guys there. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure Venables was thrilled when he asked you to show up. What, what do you mean? Disney World. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. I think everything. It is. I'm going to be gone during the most active week pretty much of the entire year. Yep. I feel like every camp, everything is going on. Uh, Women's College World Series. The championship. There's so much stuff that is going to be going on when we're out of town. But, hey, that's that's part of it. Sacrifices for uh, your kids. That's what we're here to do. Man, uh, this is the last week. We'll be on the air together for a while. Thursday will be our last show together until, like, late June. Are you on vacation the week after I am? Yeah. So right when you come back, I will. Uh, I'll be gone, and ooh man, right distance makes the heart it, grow fonder. It better. It better do something. <laughs> it's like two weeks without each other. Uh, I am dying to see Jimbo and Muleshoe get into a big recruiting battle over a five-star guy. Been a while since I've seen a good cat fight. Yeah, that could happen. I'm sure that any of the big-name recruits that are out there, you know. Fishing NIL deals that, yeah, they'll probably bump heads on a guy Maybe or two. do away with the high-end cars, etc. That's not us. Yeah, I don't know this for sure, but I would guess that the high-end cars in the end zone will not be a part of the Champion Barbecue this year. Just a hunch. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't know what their plans are. I I imagine they'll they'll keep some things from previous events and probably have – Several new ideas that they follow, and I don't know. What's the... Brent Venables is more likely to bring his first car that he had to work <laughs> three summers for, and he didn't even get to drive it at 16 and 18. See this Ford Pinto? Right, that's what this team is right now, Ford Pinto. And he uses some 18-minute reference from his first car as a teenager to where they need to get, be as men. Bunch of bicycles in the end yeah, zone? probably. Bicycles, skateboards... Uh... Uh, stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. Have you heard anything about like what the attendance is supposed to be? Like, what- Oh, they got over 30 kids, uh, two five-stars. Some, I mean, everyone that's going to be in this weekend is a high-level player. Parker and I set the over-under for commits at two and a half. So we've got pretty high expectations that this is going to be a very fruitful weekend for OU. But, yeah, man, there's, there's some dudes coming in this weekend. This will be, I think, I don't even know if it's a debate. Their biggest recruiting weekend of the summer. The biggest recruiting weekend until they get to the season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully they take advantage of it. Are we expecting many commitments coming out of this thing? Well, that's what I, I just said. The over-under is two yeah. and a half. And, I mean, well, I, I think two or three is probably the number. I got to tell you, I think it's – I don't know. I, I don't think this is a, a good thing, bad thing, but – I'm not expecting commitments in this class specifically until probably much later. 
I, I think that I think the message and everything is going to be received really well by the players. It has been. And I think as soon as they show some legit play out there on the field and because there's, you know, and this is just the nature of it. There's going to be a lot of unknown with, with high school kids and a new staff and a new head coach. I, although we, we feel one way very strongly about it, you know, they're, they're still listening to a bunch of uh, different narratives out there about whether or not coach Venables can win any football games. So, I think it's going to be. Think it's going to be late. Think this is going to be a late commitment year. The four B's barbecue: Bud, Barry, Bob, and Brents. There's one idea. Uh, this one from the nine one eight: the show up Teddy barbecue. <laughs> yeah, Kendall said the Oklahoma barbecue is like, come on, we got to do better than that. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes uh, simplicity is the best way to do it. But I do like the B B B B Q. The party on the prairie was one. Yeah. Someone had a by God barbecue JR style that was on here. <laughs> I think that I really think the uh, Champion barbecue is the best way. It to, is the best one. It's great. Yep. yep. No reason to get rid of a really good name and something that is, you know, hopefully turns into, uh, as far as recruits are concerned, I you're not. You're not a big-time recruit unless you've got an invitation to the Champion Barbecue, yeah. you know? The USC Barbecue should be named the Mule Shoe Barbecue. They only sell dry brisket and lies. <laughs> I love this bar, BQ, in reference to a Toby Keith hit, okay? Yeah, that's pretty good. The FU Mule Shoe Barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> See how quickly it always turns to USC. Hey, USC's Barbecue is now... Uh, Petty U barbecue chase and uh, OC like pedicures of course. Yeah, what is I was just about to ask the same question. I saw it on the the text line there. Is USC's new thing instead of barbecue is it got to be sushi? Well, someone said that I yeah. I said avocado toast. You can see Lincoln grilling up some avocado toast at the new USC barbecue. Maybe it's just uh, a bunch of Starbucks coffee and stuff like that, you know. Do they even eat on the West Coast? Isn't that kind of what's part your of Starbucks the thing? order? That's the new thing. But right when you arrive on campus, we'll have a cup of hot Starbucks just waiting on you. Or cold. You don't even have to wait forty-five minutes in line to get it. Or cold brewed, nitro brewed, anything. We got it all. Hey, real quick before we hit a break, I want to play you something. Okay. So this is a host in Arkansas that co- he's on a station that covers the Razorbacks. His name is Derek Russin. Um, you'll get the idea pretty quick, but he's been suspended for making these comments from his radio station. Oh, okay. Tell me what you think about this.
<laughs> He's been Ooh. suspended. Does the uh, punishment fit the crime? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think I would suspend him. I think I would. I don't think I would do anything except for accept nonstop phone calls. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's the pulse of the Arkansas fan base, though. Right. I don't. I have no idea. But I think that's taking it a little too. Yeah. Seriously. I, I mean, to use some of the words that he said is probably not the right way to go about it. You My can. Goodness. You can be offended for the kid for attacking the fan base a little bit, but there's probably a different way to handle that. I'm glad that he handled it the way that he did because it's a. It's an awesome audio clip. That it is great, and you know that's that's one of the things. If you ever learn a lesson playing sports is you do not attack the fan base. Man, that is wild. <laughs> Someone on the text line says, so he's the Arkansas version of Traber? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's brutal. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hit a few things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. It is the rush on the refs. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Well, first of all, a quick shout-out to our friends over at Roof Tech. Josh Tucker, former teammate of mine, runs the business over there, do outstanding work. Whether it's just a quick repair or a full-on roof replacement, Roof Tech will handle your needs. A um, couple of things here. I thought this was hilarious. So the University of Southern California – did what a lot of oh folks do gosh, so and good. issued a Memorial Day graphic, um, you know, thanking the veterans and stuff like that. But as it turns out, in the graphic, the fighter jets that were flying in formation on the graphic were actually Chinese fighter jets. So amazing. And someone i guess knows their uh aviation picked up on it and was like really i think these are chinese fighters and listed out whatever they were i thought that was so hilarious and i don't even know if they left it up took it no down. they edited it they just took those jets out and then put up the same graphic back up so i will run with the narrative that usc hates america <laughs> Uh, America hates USC, but no, it was perfect, man. And for a head coach that was always so active on Twitter, I mean, it was just perfect that OU fans just got that. It just teed up for them, you know. Teed it up. Anytime they put something out, it's OU fans are going to destroy it with fire. But especially that yesterday, oh, it was so good. Made me so happy. It was great. Um, And speaking of fighter jets, Top Gun over the weekend. I saw it last night. You saw it? Yeah, yeah. It was awesome, man. Um, I've heard it did nothing miss. but great yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I, I had neither. It did not miss at all. It was it was great. Um, there's references to the first one, as you can imagine. Great references to the first one. Tom Cruise, though very weird in real life, was awesome <laughs> in this movie. Teddy, the storyline was great. It was honestly, it's one of the better remakes that I've ever seen. Wow, it was it was great. How about that? Yeah, I'm I'm anxious to see it. Um, you're, you're gonna love it. Everyone that loved the first one, I 
promise you, you're, you're going to love this one. I can't remember if I told you this last week, but I played like the first 15 minutes of the original when like the commercial came on uh, and showed my son, and he was like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. So we'll probably go watch it at some point. That's really cool. That's good. Um, well, they killed it at the box office this yeah, week. It was number uh, one ever. $150 million yeah. over the weekend is, is what it did. Huge. Um, I have to mention this. We were all watching it earlier, and I know some people were, were listening as it went down, but OU Men's Golf eliminated by Arizona State in in a playoff. They ended up the match play tied and had to go to extended holes. And first hole um, really brilliantly played by Arizona State ends what's been a really good run, but uh, they're going to be back. This, this yeah, is going to be a really, really good team next year, and um, – my bet is on them to win the whole thing next year. I uh, really got into it earlier today. Okay. I, I, I didn't expect to get into it as – I mean, it was don't talk to me. Don't mess with <laughs> me. I'm watching this on my laptop. I was really into it and really bummed when he missed that last putt for Arizona State to win. Um, OU is the number one overall seed, so a quicker exit than most thought, especially them, but I do agree with you. They're, they'll be back with all the talent that they have. Yeah. They'll, they'll be okay. I, you know, that guy for Arizona State sunk a yeah. great putt, and it almost lipped out. It rolled all the way around the hole before, before it finally sunk. And, um, you know, just credit them. But, yeah, OU's going to be back. And then the last thing I had is, did you see this? Um, Jock Peterson getting slapped over a fantasy football beef. Yeah, yeah. So there was more. It was a crazy story. But more information came out about it. It was he was in a group text with Tommy Pham. Mm -hmm. And there was some, uh, you know, guys on the members of the Padres that were on there. And he sent a GIF. Right. And it was like three weight. It was making fun of the Padres. They had so much hype last year. Right. And they ended up not even making the playoffs. I, I am so team Jock Peterson on this. I think it's. I think it's awesome. And, you know, Tommy Pham got mad because there's a rumor of how much the fantasy league costs, and it's ridiculous. But he cost himself way more money with the slap yeah. than he did with the money that he lost out in that fantasy league. Which, by the way, everything that um, everything that Jock Peterson did, like put a player on the IR, like that's what everyone does when they have an injured player. He didn't do anything out of the ordinary. Tommy Pham's just nuts. He's nuts. Crazy. And... I got to tell you, I was, I know the video is not very good, at least the one that I saw. I, I'm i shocked by, maybe he was just like so surprised by it. I, I was shocked that Jock Peterson, like how that didn't start like a massive brawl, but what a psychopath, right? Yes. Go slap a dude. Wow. Over a fantasy football league? Right. And in a funny response on the text line, like, let's not take yourself too seriously there, dude. No doubt. Get better at fantasy. Yeah. All right. I've got a few. Um, first, are you a fan of the Mexican pizza? Hmm. Because apparently... Is this a Taco Bell thing? Yes. So I don't think I've ever had it. They brought back... The Mexican pizza at Taco Bell after a two-year hiatus. Wasn't there a guy that like didn't shave his beard and said he was never going to shave his beard until they brought that back the sounds Mex- like so, uh, <laughs> yes, but they brought back the Taco Bell after a two-year or they brought back the Mexican pizza at Taco Bell after a two-year hiatus, and the resp- the demand was seven times more than they expected. So the guy that you're just referencing, it's probably him. 
one fan showed up and bought 180 Mexican pizzas in a single order. So they're taking them off the menu again because they're in such high demand that they did not they did not prepare for this. They don't have the ingredients in the stores to keep up with the demand of the Mexican pizza. So they're hoping to bring them back by the fall. I did not I had no Mexican pizza they had been on the menu on Taco Bell since I was a kid. I had no idea that people were this crazy about them. Nothing says we run a good, successful business like we have a product that's in such high demand, we're going to pull it off the menu. <laughs> Until the fall. Until the fall. <laughs> right. Really? What the hell? Amazing. Uh, big news for Oklahoma City over the weekend. Mayor David Holt tweeted this one out. I guess after the recent uh, census, Oklahoma City has now entered the top 20 cities in the, uni- in the United States for the first time. Oklahoma City is now America's 20th largest city. Hmm. Uh, this is after the uh, census released in July of uh, what last year. And that's good news, you said? Is that what you're telling me? I mean, me? I don't love the city growing. <laughs> I still wanted to remain a hidden secret, but top 20, look at us. I think it surpassed uh, Nashville, which is pretty surprising. I think we've got, I think Oklahoma City has a really large uh city limits if that makes sense um just geographically but i could be wrong about that maybe that's why it's larger than some other uh municipalities but there you go growing kenny gayeski was rumored to be one of the main candidates for the texas a&m softball job that is open but osu tweeted out this weekend we've got our guy Hmm, i wonder who they stole that? that from Coach Gajewski and Oklahoma State have reached a deal on a contract extension through 2027. So, Kenny Gajewski going to be at Oklahoma State probably for the long term. Then Mike Boynton tweeted out, So, we get to keep the best softball coach in the country in Stillwater? How lucky are we? And as you can imagine, a lot of OU fans were. Um, I mean, we like Kenny Gajewski. He's a, he's a good coach, but let's – Put a little bit more respect on Patty Gasso's name, please. Yeah. That is interesting. And he did best in all caps like he was trying to take a shot or something. It's like, you beat him one time. Right. You beat him one time. Seriously, guys, can we not act like clowns when you actually have some success? Yeah. It it is interesting that you'd go out and – I think he's great. I think he's done a really good job there. Um, but come on, man. Even he would be, yeah. no, I mean, Patty's the goat. I mean, come on. There's respect's got to come into things. You know, come into Sometimes play a you bit. just say congrats and, and you move on, but wow. All right. Quick timeout more from, Oh, you don't have, was that it? Yeah, that was it. It's just, I just, God, just <laughs> handle success in a, in a better way up there, please. That's right. All right. Quick timeout more from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number two next.
Cavis Construction bringing you hour number two of the rush on this Tuesday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, someone on the Air Comfort Solutions text line is asking if they need to see the first Top Gun before they go to Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. I mean, I would highly recommend it. You don't necessarily need to, but your experience is going to be a whole lot better. You're going to catch more references if you... You catch the references, you'll... I don't know, it's been so long. Was it 30 years? Isn't that right? Um, It's been so long that you'll probably... I think you're right. I think it'll make the experience better. Uh, but I'm sure that they reintroduce a lot of the yeah, storyline yes, in right. the new one because it's been like, so Here's long. a reference. Here's a flashback to a reference. Right. So it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, on the Chinese Jets USC football graphic, yeah. by the way, someone said, uh, we didn't take the Chinese Jets from China. We took it from the transfer portal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> You could just tell he sat around for like a week and thought of that response and was just like, oh, yeah, well, this will show him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Smug. And it's like that is just don't say anything at all, right? Tell us, like, hey, we built up a relationship with those guys. Like that was their choice and, you know, they're good players and we had a spot for them. Any of that stuff. But, like, the whole half-truth thing is – that is what really irks people. Just listen to the smug in his voice. Jeez, what a loser. Right. It, that's, it's the exact same – I will not be the next head coach oh, at yeah. LSU, right? Same thing. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hours next. Keep the text line coming. 651-3439.